welcome to a whole new year of I Decided Podcasts. It's now 2023 and we've had a lot of exciting conversations over this last 12 months and I really appreciate all the people that have been involved in our I Decided Podcasts. Just to give you a bit of an update, the whole reason for these podcasts is to help people think above average, to think that their life could achieve something pretty special. I started these podcasts and didn't know where they would lead. But over the last 12 months, I've just had the opportunity to interview some truly amazing people. I'm so thankful for their time and I'm thankful for their input. I'm really excited about what you'll learn and, and how you'll grow from the time that we spend talking together. And I'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of the podcasts that we did through 2022. Now into 2023, we've got some truly amazing people to speak to. And I hope that you continue to enjoy and I hope you take on the challenge to think that your life can make a difference if you just simply take the time to plan a life you want to live in. Over the last 12 months, as I've been interviewing many other people, there have been a lot of people that have asked me, well, when are we going to hear your story? When are we going to hear what you've done across your life? I've resisted it, but just of late, I've been encouraged to not resist it, but rather just to give an interview. So I had to choose somebody who would interview me. So I chose my daughter Jasmine, who has her occupational therapy company called Inspirability. Jasmine was one of my first podcasts. She is an amazing businesswoman and a beautiful daughter. I couldn't think of anyone else more fitting than Jasmine to uh, have the interview with me. And I appreciate your time and I hope you enjoy today's podcast. So welcome today, exciting day, we're going to have the tables turned, Ian is actually going to be interviewed by me. So welcome to the podcast, my name is Jasmine, I am the Managing Director of Inspire Ability. I'm also one of Ian's business coaching clients and I have the privilege of being his daughter as well, so excited to be here to get Ian to tell us a little bit about his journey uh, throughout business today. So the first question I've got for you today is how did the first glimpse of inspiration come to you for believing in starting a coaching business? That's a great question and thanks for doing this interview. Um, the reason that we've turned the tables today and I'm being interviewed is that I've had so many clients and and even the people that I've interviewed uh, have asked me, gee, I'd love to hear your story. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of think, oh, nobody's, nobody wants to hear my story. So it was quite funny. Years ago, I read uh, a book, Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar says, um, inside of everybody, there's a book. And he talked about writing your your own story. And I thought if I, if I ever did write a biography, it would be uh, not that anybody would be interested. I thought that would be a good title <laughs> for it. And I often thought that. But the more I've interviewed people, uh, the more I've really enjoyed hearing stories. Maybe someone wants to hear my So I started business uh, when I was only 20 and we were full-time by the time I was 23. And for the first seven years, it was just full-on. Mm. Uh, I was a good tradesman. I was trying to just build the business as best I could. I just started off with myself for six months. And then after just working uh, by myself for six months, we were just flat strapped. So I put an apprentice on. By the time I was seven, we had 13 staff. Uh, it was going flat strap 
but I was a tradesman. I really didn't know that much about business. I knew how to do my trade. I was, I was an electrician and we'd started an electrical contracting firm called Everything Electrical, but I was flat out and I was uh, then working all day and then I'd come home and I'd do all the paperwork at night and I got to a point where I was getting a bit sick and tired of being sick and tired Yeah. and we had one of those recessions that you have to have like the government likes to tell us all the time. I had, you know, we had 13 staff and it was pretty tough. We'd just bought a new house and we'd gone from owning absolutely everything. We didn't have a debt in the world to being in a quarter of a million dollars worth of debt. And I, you know, I thought, oh, this is crazy. And we hadn't, didn't sell our old house as we should. And there was a lot of financial pressure and a, mm. and a recession hit. And then uh, we worked, or on average, I was working about 60 hours a week. And uh, my wife, Donna, she was uh, working about 40 hours a week. And at the end of that year, we earned less than a fourth year apprentice. And I thought, this is not what business is meant to be all about. So I went and saw my bank manager and uh, he offered to be my first business coach. Bruce was an amazing man. Uh, he just really invested in my life, held me accountable, started to explain the business side to me a lot more. I knew mm. the trade side, mm. but now I was starting to understand about cost benefit analysis and cash flow projection and balance sheet and profit and loss and learning how to create budgets and all those things which I'd, I'd never really done before that. I was just, you know, working hard. Yeah. But um, working hard doesn't equate to working smart. Yeah. And you often don't get to the same point, which is uh, some freedom in your business. And I very much felt like the business owned me. I didn't own the business. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was a bit of a loss. So, so that's when I started coaching. Our business radically changed within three years we were in a totally different business so I, I moved the staff level to the level that it should have been we had to release a few people from the business which was tough yeah um really really sad in lots of ways but again we had to we had to economize we had to bring back the staff load that matched the workload yeah and then as we rationalized that we started to get get back into you know, being profitable again and, and productivity rose and, and we our principles in, in business. But we learned a lot in that time frame mm. and we were ready to go. So then I started studying coaching, just every single thing I could. I, I still read about 60 books a year and books on business and books on mindset and books on goal setting. But that was the journey of it. And I've read hundreds of books now, really fascinated by how a business works, what makes a business successful, why some people succeed and others don't. Yeah, it's it's been it's been fun. Yeah, I remember that as a kid that you'd always be coming home with a, a new book or a new program that you were going to try or a new coach that you wanted to learn from yeah. and it's been a great example for me to always have support people around you to succeed rather than relying on yourself because you're right, if you have a profession Often the training in that doesn't involve being a business owner. Exactly so, right. So, yeah, yeah, definitely need that support. So when you had the idea to sell your other businesses and begin business coaching or co coaching, life coaching as well, who did you first share that idea with and why did you share it with them? Well, we'd had a bit of a journey. So everything electrical morphed into complete climate control as well. We were doing insulation. We were doing air conditioning, refrigeration. We were doing electrical. And we morphed into doing lift work for a while. And then I bought a lift franchise. So uh, it was called Master Lifts. And we ran Master Lift for 16 years. Now, 
One of the managers of a company that I worked with that supplied goods to Masterlifts, he he was just an amazing business manager and his name was John. Mm -hmm. Now, John also was a business coach. He'd been in the army. He'd been on a lot of boards and uh, he was just a really cluey businessman. And I, I admired him tremendously while I was working under him as a manager in Masterlifts. So we kept in contact. It was just great. So when I was deciding that I wanted to move into into doing uh, business, um, I wasn't overly happy with the coach I had at that point of time. He, he, was, he was a good life coach, but not good in the business side of things. So I, I went back and, and got some coaching from John, and John suggested that I ring uh, Dr. Susan Knowles, from the Australian Institute of Professional Coaches. Yeah, I had then then a coach mm. coaching session with uh, Suzanne and I was just blown away. She is she still is in coach in my co- in the coaching world a person that I admire tremendously. Suzanne really helped me understand there is actually a, a podcast with Suzanne. Okay. I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to her story. She's uh, she's she's written a couple of really good books. One of them's on uh, positive coaching psychology, mm-hmm. and it was the basis of the diplomas that I did. So Suzanne encouraged me to do a diploma in business, but I enjoyed it so much. So I did a, a diploma in professional uh, coaching, a diploma in business coaching, and a diploma in executive coaching. Mm. And uh, I'm now looking at a, a diploma in leadership. Okay. So yeah. So you got the advice um, from John to go and yep. speak to Susan. Uh, did you? Did Susan give you any advice? She sure did. She she said to me, Ian, you are too opinionated, <laughs> and if you want to be a, a good coach, you've got to be a lot more curious. Okay. And I realised that the way I was approaching coaching was, I thought I had a lot of good ideas I needed to share with people. Yeah. But something I learned very quickly was. Coaching is definitely it's about having good ideas and drawing from experience. But the most important thing is to learn before you lead. So I realized that I was actually leading before I learned. Right. And and Suzanne really unpacked everything for me. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, you need to be more a, a more curious coach. Mm-hmm. So I hope I hadn't damaged anybody at that point <laughs> of time. I was a bit... I was very enthusiastic, that's for sure. But it was it was so beautiful to stop going. You know, the way I put it, and, and I've put it in one of the books I, I wrote, it's, it's called Getting Out of Your Own Script and Getting Into Somebody Else's Script. Yeah. Learning their story and discovering their, their thoughts and their business and their ideas. And, and then just a coach is really a guide. A great, a great um, definition of coaching that I read once was talking about the difference between counselling and coaching. So with counselling, you, you would look back into the past to try to discover why somebody is where they are today. But coaching is really planning a future. Yeah. So it's looking, well, where would you like to be in the future? Where's your preferred destination? Mm-hmm. What would you like life to look like in two, three, five years from now? And then charting a course to be able to reach that. Yeah. So counselling, sorry, counselling is is really critical for people who are stuck in the past. Yeah. You know, they're caught somewhere and they, they can't get out of that past mindset. But coaching is for forging into a future. And and that's why we call the business Plan a Life. Yeah. Because we wanted to help people plan a life they want to live in. And then when we focused more on business, then we opened a business on purpose. 
So we want to help people plan a life. They want to live in through a business on purpose. Yeah, that's good. Very clear. <laughs> um, and you touched on a little bit there on the fact that you have in your own book written some things and there are a couple of books that you've written which I, as your daughter, find quite amazing because I know some of your story at school and kind mm. of being made to feel that you weren't going to succeed and that you had um, some trouble, early troubles with learning. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit about that and the journey that got you to the point of feeling that you wanted to write and that you had something that you wanted to share. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> terrible at spelling i spell nearly everything phonetically and, and then i discovered phonetically is not even spelt phonetically uh, <laughs> so i felt a bit rescued there but yeah so i felt a little bit uh, intimidated by writing yeah writing for me wasn't my strong suit you know i i would never let anyone else see what i wrote sure and then you know i i guess that slowed us down but in the back of my mind i knew that there was a lot of good ideas i could pass on to yeah. people I started collecting notes 30 years ago uh, when when I really started business coaching. I started collecting notes. And the most important thing about collecting notes is never, ever, ever write down what somebody else says. The most important thing is to write down what it means to you. So there is a lot of credit I want to give to my previous coaches, to all the authors that I've been privileged to read their books because some of what I write is is simply a reinterpretation mm. or a way of saying something different to the way they said, but it was prompted by them. The reality is if you write down what it means to you, you don't forget it. So that's a real key. And w when these things start to stick in your mind, and I have a lot of friends that joke that say I'm the master of one-liners, but one-liners do really stick in my mind well. Mm and acrostics so i've probably written about uh, 50 acrostics for different words mm. where i've made and this just comes to mind this is not from anybody else uh it's just uh something that just forms in my mind quickly mm. is i've write, uh, written acrostics acrostics for the word panic for for frustration for busy the one mm. for busy is now becoming a book it's buried under saying yes yeah and these things they just stick in in my mind they now stick in someone else's mind i had one of my clients say the other day when they were making a decision all i could hear was your voice in my mind <laughs> and i said well i hope it was good and they said oh yes it really helped it helped me make a better decision rather than just busting off into the future and yeah and making a decision too quickly so so these are little uh, tools that i've learned and then i've read books on writing and mm. how to write as well so so we're, we're getting better but all these 30 years of notes have come together but there's our flagship book uh, is five keys to successful business planning and so far I've put 6,800 hours into yeah. writing that book yeah. it's a little bit over 300 pages and it has an enormous amount of information mm. to be able to help someone really who has a, a bit of a, a glimpse. I, I say to people all the time, a glimpse is a baby vision. Yeah. So they've got this glimpse of an idea about they could start a business. So it's good for people who are just thinking about starting business, for people who are actually in business a long time. There's, you know, there's lots of tools there to help with goal setting and expand yeah. thinking and change and leadership and vision and mm. building the right foundation, developing your character. Uh, getting the right support wall around you in business. So, mm. 
I would think having read it myself several times, I think it's really probably helpful for people who are in the same boat that you were in where they felt like their business owned them rather than them owning their business. It's certainly got a lot of very practical tools for maybe redesigning some of the ways that they're approaching business to help them plan a life that they want to live in. So, Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell everyone, the biz- the book is like a skeleton. So you and I have the same bones in our body, but we look very different on the outside, even yes. though the bones are all the same on the inside. They have the same names. Your bones, obviously, are different size to mine, but they all have the same names. Look, business is exactly the same. All the bones that create structure around business, they're all called the same thing, and it doesn't matter whether you're in a trade or professional, um, in, in the medical field, mm. uh, whether you're a hairdresser, whether you're whether you're an engineer, whether you're um, a solicitor, occupational therapist, speech pathologist, um, a retail industry, Mm. in food, in restaurants, it doesn't matter where you are in the business. There is business structure bones. Absolutely. And those bones, they all have the same name and you've got to understand those bones Mm. so that as you're building a business, you change it from this amoebic lump on the floor Mm. to having a form and a structure and it allows that business then to get the right the right image out into the world. Yeah, the, the five keys is all about building that right image of your business. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't matter what form of business it is, it allows you to get that right picture. Yeah. And then, like any other body, stay healthy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's fantastic because when you're running a business, sometimes you can have this feeling that I don't know how to do this and... Nobody can tell me how to do it, but having a tool like this is just so practical because really it can tell you how to do it Mm. um, and show you that there is a, yeah, a skeleton there that actually creates healthy, a healthy outcome. So it's good. So this might, this question you could relate to writing or just to starting a coaching business. Did you have a great challenge that you've had to face and overcome And I guess what made you feel glad that you didn't let that challenge knock you down? I I know being your daughter that you've had so many challenges along the way, but maybe you could just pick a few or or one big one for our listeners that could have knocked you down, but you you kept on going. Well, there's, you know, like over the years, we started our business originally in in a recession. Yes. And and I think that's actually a, a good challenge, but it's getting a bit tougher this year. But yeah, this is our fourth or fifth now, either global financial crisis or, mm. or it's you know a recession or a downturn. They they like to give them new new names every time, but essentially they're the same thing. And I, I would have said to all of my kids over the years, some some years we have roast roast beef dinner years, and other years we have Vegemite sandwich years, and maybe we're we're moving into a Vegemite sandwich time. But struggles for me. One of the big things was I absolutely loved the lift industry. Uh, I found it completely fascinating. I am a, I'm an old tradie at heart, yeah. so I've been swinging hammers and spinning spanners uh, since I was, you know, 12 years old yeah. when I first built my first push bike and then got into racing motorbikes and used to be able to rebuild that and then, you know, working on cars and four-wheel drives. And so I spent... I spent a lot of years with a different set of tools in my hand to what I have today. Mm. So there was a bit of a fear of, of that. I guess one of the biggest fears 
when I look back was when you when you're selling information, you've got to make the intangible tangible. Mm. But when you're selling concepts, when you're selling ideas, yeah. you've got to take something that is just an idea and help people comprehend what that idea is. Yes. So that's part of the reason that I started to write books was it made the invisible visible. And people were not just hearing a concept or hearing an idea, they were then looking at a pathway. Mm. Uh, I read a book once and it was a, an amazing book. It was called Selling the Invisible. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a lot of concepts that really helped towards coaching. We worked very hard in the lift industry, but it was a good business. And we we enjoyed that regular um, maintenance income as well as uh, the new income. So then we were going completely into a field that I'd never touched before. We started, this was our our third time that we'd started a business from scratch. Mm. But it, it felt a little bit uh, less secure as yeah. to whether income would be regular and whether mm. it would. So that was a kind of a big jump in life. And, and I was 50 when I had the idea. So the 50s is very much about molding what's going to happen mm. in your retirement years as well. So it was a, yeah, it was a, a scary challenge, mm. but my body had broken down from, from being in the trade industry for so long. And I, I was, yeah, my body was actually just exhausted and, and a bit bruised and damaged and I'd crushed my hand and wrecked my knee and and uh, done some lower back. So I I had to change. Yeah. So I thought, well, I might as well change and give it a go into something I'm really passionate about. Yes. And it has worked out where we've been able to now just uh, restore a, a good income again and yes. yeah, get back into, into planning for our retirement years and... Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, I know you pretty well to know that there's not many things that really stop you. <laughs> You're like, oh, there's a hurdle. I'll just run a bit faster. <laughs> um, but was there ever a time in your business where you felt like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I want to walk away. I've never felt that in coaching. Yeah, I've never felt that in coaching. I did twice in the lift industry. Yeah, okay. Um, I had someone who was incredibly unreasonable. They were just... Is this a staff member or a client? No, no, no it was a, a client. Yeah. yeah, a client that was, was really, really tough to work with. And, and we ended up losing just in that job over $35,000, which was a, a really, really mm. difficult... You know, over, over a time in the trade industry, it is a very... Di- and anyone who's listening who's a tradesman will understand, but, you know, our... our 30 years that we had in the in the trade industry we probably lost about three hundred thousand dollars in in bad debt which was a bitter pill to swallow but unfortunately it's but now the way i work with procedures policies and processes we've never lost any money in the Mm. business that we run now and it's just purely that our procedures policies and processes protect us there yeah but yeah it was tough and and i remember another time too yeah, I had a I had a couple of bad runs with with staff with yeah. just different areas. We'd we'd pop some staff on that that hadn't been recruit recruited well. Mm-hmm. They'd just been more hired. Yeah, and and I remember thinking, I just want to close the business so I can get rid of all the staff. <laughs> yeah, so I can have a break. <laughs> yeah, totally. so there was one moment in yeah. in uh, in my thirties that I I had that in late thirties I had mm. that before we started up master lifts and it, it sounds like now though that you've been able to remember those tough experiences and actually use them to create better policies and yeah. procedures and processes to um just help that to run a lot more smoothly 
I guess if you don't take anything else away from this podcast, remember, never miss the message of a crisis. Yeah. Because inside a crisis, there is a message, and that message is for you to learn from and not repeat. Mm. Failure is just simply repeated mistake. Yeah. You know, so if you if you make mistakes, that's on that's part of the learning curve. Just don't mm. keep repeating them. Yeah, so, that's good. But yeah, a lot of that experience were the ingredients that goes into one of the books that I wrote. It's called uh, Recruitment versus Hiring. Mm-hmm. So it's a real intentional intentional drive towards recruiting and recruiting well. Yeah. And not just hiring people because if we hire people, we task and ask. Mm. But if we recruit, we're designing a future for you and them. Yes. And you want them to be part of that future, so absolutely, yeah. That's so that's so important. So now thinking about just the impact of your um, business on the people around you, on yourself, what positive impacts have you seen, and what positive difference in the world have you have you seen your books and your um, journey as a coach make in your world? It's a tough question because. One of the things I learned about coaching was you work with different types of people. So the backdrop for this is some people are theoretical, which means they just want to learn as much as they can. They'll never apply everything that they learned. Yeah. But they just have a thirst for learning. And then there are paces. Now the paces learn, apply, learn, apply, learn, apply, learn, apply. And some people do that really fast and some people not quite so fast. Yeah. But they just love learning and then they'll come back to you and say, what's next? What's next? And then there's the intuitives. Now, an intuitive uh, has a really creative mind. But the the interesting thing is you really can't tell them anything. Mm -hmm. What you can do is you you can suggest, right? So you can put half a dozen ideas in, in front of them. And they will come back to you and they will say, you know what, Ian? I was thinking... And it's a mixture of all the ideas you've put together, but they own it. Mm-hmm. It's their idea. And yeah. they've formulated all the little ingredients, and then they run with it. Now, with that type of person, you can never say to them, but wasn't that what we were talking about? Because yeah. if you do, they'll drop it like a hot potato. Mm. Because no longer is it their idea. So you've got to get out of the way of people being able to just express themselves and learn and then be dedicated and devoted to the life they've planned that they want to live in. So it's interesting. It's really interesting working with clients. But in the last uh, five years, when we started uh, measuring what difference the business growth was making financially across there, we've now seen over $60 million worth of growth Mm. Uh, across the companies that we've had the privilege of being able to work with who share their financial figures. I don't make it mandatory for people to do that. Most clients do that, but we've seen $60 million worth of growth happen in those five years. So I'm pretty excited about that. We've seen uh, about 140 people be employed into the workforce Mm. uh, through the companies that have grown. Um, We've seen people take companies from only having four or five people one guy now has has over 60 staff wow uh we've seen you know people's dreams open up yeah you know this idea that they have that they feel very timid or or insignificant they well, they think it's insignificant or they think they've got imposter syndrome so they're not going to have a go at it because they think, well I could never do that but you know just helping them get the courage mm. the word encourage means to promote courage mm-hmm. so I have the chance to be able to promote courage inside of them and they're doing really significant things and yeah. then there's the people 
Um, there's another uh, client that I have who has done a podcast with me as well and Wes shares openly in in his podcast how he was again tradesman just exhausted Mm. you know working flat out all the time so just going through some redesign of his business yeah where he could begin to really plan that life he wants to live in and still have a successful business and I I really appreciate him being able to share on that podcast Mm. just uh, what it means to add certain principles into life that really turned his life around and I know one of your stories originally was you shared with me oh you know i need to stop the business because you can't be a good mum and a Mm. good businesswoman well that frightened the life out of me and i i couldn't work out why you said that but someone influential in your life had said that and i think there's a lot of women that Mm. that wrestle that down so we went through the fear um the fear acronym of you know what are the facts what are the what's the evidence you know, what's apparent and what's reality. And as we unpack that, we realize that you're doing a great job as a mum. You're yeah. doing a great job as a businesswoman. And you're really changing and impacting people's lives. And and I think you'd only had one or two staff members. Yeah. Now you've got, you know, over 15. Yes. And, and uh, you're not only impacting your own life, but hundreds of others' lives. So I think they're the things that I, I really cherish. I love how people's lives have changed. Yeah. Their dreams have come true. Yeah. They've been able to find an expression of themselves in the business mm. world. I love that their, 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 their dream has got traction in, in all cases they've been able to grow. And then there's some other cases where we've helped people who are at the end of their business life want to sell yeah. and transition like, like we did. Yeah. Um, so we've been able to help them make that transition and successful successful succession planning. Yeah, because all those phases are important from the Absolutely. start up until the very end. Yeah, until you're ready to pass it on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can state unequivocally that I would not be still running a business if I didn't have a fantastic business coach, which Thank I you. do. Um, yeah, it's the piece of advice that I give anyone who talks to me about being entrepreneurial or that they want to start a business is just get yourself a good business coach because that's yeah so vital for your own health as the business owner and i would echo that i still Mm. have a coach today yeah Yeah. and and the coach that i have today is not so much about business but Mm. it's it's making sure my life yes is uh is got the harmony in it that it needs between my my personal and professional life and i appreciate him speaking into my life and holding me accountable and yes yeah i i really appreciate that that's right and i think that's what's so important about your motto is that it starts with plan a life Mm. you want to live in through a business on purpose because the life is at the forefront Mm. the life is the focus and everything that you are as a you know you're someone's well, for me, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a mother, I'm a friend. Uh, I have many things and I'm also the owner of a business. So I mm. think it's, yeah, having that balance of life is, I find it a relief to have that as part of the business coaching. And it's, yeah, you can't really separate those two things. So mm. it's good that in business coaching, who you are as a person and the life that you're living is an essential part of that. So. So far, every single person who's planned their life first and and worked out what they want to do with their life first has been able to turn their business around and become successful. When people just focus on their business, they they focus on the wrong place first. Yeah. 
because you can be the wealthiest person in the cemetery or you can get rich enough to afford your own divorce. Then none of those things satisfy you. And just simply working harder and making more money is not a great satisfaction either. But when you know what you're doing and why you're doing it, that makes a huge difference. So one of the other books that we've uh, that I've written it's called um, Momentum mm-hmm. and Momentum is all about planning a life you yeah. want to live in so it's got it's got 12 principles in there they all start with M like Momentum but it's looking at how to develop your mind your muscles your mouth and your mates yeah so we and that's the first four areas we look at your mind where you're going to go and grow to next my second coach he said to me in five years from now half of what you know you'll forget and the other half will be obsolete mm-hmm. so if you don't continue to learn you'll just simply be a forgetful obsolete person <laughs> i didn't want that happening yeah. so so that spurred me on to learn but that's mind muscles is is about keeping fit and flexible mm. make sure they keep working yeah you've got one set to carry you for all your life you might as well look after them Mouth is what's going into your mouth, what's coming out of your mouth. So that's really critical. And mates, where are you up to with your friends? Yeah. I'm truly blessed to have some absolutely great mates mm. that I journey through life with. So that's the first four. Yeah. The second four, marriage, money, minutes, and months. So your marriage is your primary relationship. So some of people might not be married yet, but they could be in a relationship. So marriage is looking at how, how you're getting on with your your closest person in your mm. life. Money is talking about budgeting. Uh, I was fascinated when I read Scott Pape's book. And, uh, you know, he talks about the barefoot investor. And he's, he says, oh, no, you don't need budgets. But then he just tells everyone how to write a budget, just gives it a sexier name. <laughs> so I, I don't mind if you read Scott's book. It's terrific as well. But it is important to budget well. You know, I 100% make, agree. <laughs> you've got to make sure that there's not more month left at the end of the money. Yes. You need more money left at the end of the month. Yeah. So that's a critical part of, so that's the marriage money. Next thing is minutes. How do you manage your minutes of your day so that they, you know, they really give you the best value and mm. productivity. And months is, is looking across your 12 months of the year and saying, okay, progressively, I'm a better person at the end of every month. I'm doing things that are graduating life in a good direction. Mm. So that's mind, muscle, mouth, mates, marriage, money, minutes, months. And then it's moments, memories, motivation, and management. They're the last four. So moments, creating some good moments. I love jet skiing. Mm. So I'll get out jet skiing down to Fraser Park or out to Newcastle and we do a lot of ocean jet skiing. We've got a trip planned to go from Nelson Bay down to Newcastle and out to Broughton Island. Mm -hmm. So we've always got something being planned uh, and we're just about to start a trip going down into South Australia and and into um, Victoria and then do a bit of the Victorian high country. So these these moments and memories that we're building all the time, they are the things that you're planning a life for. Yes. You want it to be significant, not just sensational. Yeah. You want to make sure you're having fun. So moments and memories, motivation is is you know like sometimes you do get down you know that like it's it's hard to stay on a high all the time yeah. and keep the motivation so i have a little joke you need to spend time sitting on your ass well the r's are your rest relaxation refreshment renewal re-energizing you know making sure that that you rebuild relationships and you have fun, whether it's reading or running, whatever it is that renews you mm. and replenishes you and gives you life again, 
that's super exciting mm. because then you can stay buoyant all the time and you're moving closer towards optimal potential rather than tipping point. Mm -hmm. So then the last thing is management because there's nothing worse than having, uh, also probably the only thing worse than having no goals is having too many unmanaged because when people have got too too many goals and they're unmanaged, those goals just keep cascading into each other. Yes. And, and they're, they're exhausted by their goals yeah. rather than refreshed and renewed and encouraged. And, and mm -hmm. they don't enjoy them. They just tick them off mm -hmm. and they become professional accumulators. Mm -hmm. uh, but what you quickly learn in life is, you know, if you just keep accumulating stuff, you get stuffed. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way to live. That's not what life is meant to be meaningful, not just full. Yes. So that's a, an exciting. Momentum's a really exciting book for people who are executive level or just or want to enjoy life mm. and not just work hard all mm. the time because both things are critical. So where would people access one of your books if they wanted to? So the five books that we currently have loaded to the website are the five keys to successful business planning. And as we talked about before, that's like putting a skeleton in your business. It's uh, for anyone who's starting a business, for anyone who's about to, to grow into a business, for anyone who is looking to change their business and bring some change management in and develop and go to that next place. The next thing is momentum, and it's all about proactive life planning. That is very much about planning the life you want to live in. And it's very, very much designed for executives, leaders, uh, uh, people who are just trying to transition in their life, empty nesters, uh, even for school students who are who are leaving school and, and figuring out what to do next in their life. How Can Your Relationship Survive Your Business is a book I wrote about the struggles that often couples have when they're running a business together. And this allows them to think through certain areas of business that's not going to make them more compatible, but allow them to be are better in their business as they work together to to understand that their contrasting temperaments and their contrasting abilities can really work together they don't have to be the same they they both bring a unique dynamic into their business hello marketing is our next book and hello marketing is very much about aligning your business plan and your marketing plan together there is an enormous amount of money people waste in business in marketing because they haven't aligned their business plan to their marketing plan. So that's very important. There's a lot of clues about networking, um, about how to introduce yourself, the different dynamics of the sales process. Uh, we've got some tools in there to help you start creating campaigns to run across a year. So there's an incredible amount of stuff in there to be able to help you develop a, a fully fledged marketing plan. And marketing could cost you thousands and thousands of dollars if you get it wrong. But if you get it right, it'll make you lots of money. So that's what it's all about is, is making sure you get your marketing plan right. And lastly, recruitment versus hiring. Now, recruitment versus hiring is what I learned from some pretty bad recruitment uh, over the years at different stages. And, and I, I, I knew that I had to do it better and I knew I had to do it right. So I spent a lot of time putting this book together to make sure people understand what the whole recruitment process is how to develop it well, how to develop as a culture in your business to recruit well, and then move into that place where you just don't task and ask, but you recruit for a future and make sure that you have the right people join your team so your team dynamics can stay strong, your culture can be alive, and you can really develop and grow your business the way you want it to be. So uh, so those five books, 
Uh, they're, they're part of our, our launch for the first five books. Uh, I'm writing another book at the moment on leadership, and then I'm writing another book at the moment on uh, time management. And mm -hmm. the time management one, of course, is called Busy. Uh -huh. And in that, we'll discuss the time map, MAP, my action plan, and how to really uh, just not make life overly complicated and overly rigid, but how to make it, make sure you're using your time well. So when you want to be spontaneous, you can. But you know, you know, you're not, you're not living life where you're thinking to yourself, well, I should be there. I should be here. You know, mm. you're not at work thinking you should be at home. You're not at home thinking you should be at work. Yeah. But you learn how to schedule time. And, and we use, um, we use some principles in there, like the time app, A-double-P, which is allocate, prioritize, prepare. We talk about FAB, which is file, action, bin. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about COB, which is close of business. Every day you close your business off well. Mm. So, yeah, just it's, it's a really good time management tool. All of our clients use the principles in it and it makes a heap of difference to mm. their life. So, sorry, where could someone access those books? Uh, so, on our website. Okay. Um, www.bopaustralia.com and you can get on there and there's a section there called books. Yep. Download the books and uh, very easy. And I've kept all the pricing very, very reasonable. Yeah. So that uh, people can easily access it. As I said, the five keys book we sell for $30 on there. It's got thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of value. I can tell you right now that that is an absolute bargain because I have that book and <laughs> there is, yeah, thousands of dollars worth of value in reading it. You'll save yourself $30 just by reading the first page. Um, okay, so where are you up to now? Or maybe what's next for you? If you were going to be coaching yourself and saying, what's five years from now look like? What's, what, how would you answer that question? Well, I want to write more. I want to be able to, I really want to be able to express myself in, in words a whole lot better uh -huh. than, than even even now, everything up there, we're up to, uh, I think this is the 27th iteration of the five keys. Yeah. So it's it's had a lot of evolution over the years, but every time I learn something, we, we work at how to make it better mm -hmm. uh, and grow it. So... The next five years for me, well, in December last year, I, I entered chapter six of life and I don't feel like I'm slowing down and I, I don't really want to slow down, but I do want to be able to get ideas out to more people uh -huh. and I feel the books allow me to do that, which is why I went, you know, because I have strictly limited how many people I coach to a maximum of 35 yeah. so that uh, I'm not exhausted and doing yeah. coaching is is mentally more exhausting than physically but uh, it's it's great fun yes so I feel like a coach for the rest of my life yeah but entering chapter six and looking what chapter six looks like of life I'm um, I'm excited that uh, we can yeah just coach a little and travel a little and yeah. my wife um, she turns uh, 60 this year as well so we'll both be in chapter 6 so we're we're not slowing down but we're changing life a little want mm. to travel it a little bit more and and do um, some some real good connection uh, on the road with with people and see more of Australia yeah uh, we've had the privilege of seeing about 27 countries around the world and and many of those we've been to multiple times and done a lot of mission work in Russia and Vanuatu and 
and throughout the Pacific and sponsored a lot of a lot of kids in through compassion and world vision and those areas so we've been able to see them and visit them around the world and and also enjoy a lot of places but yeah so i think freedom in travel and and making sure i'm planning a life i want to live in yeah uh and uh and discovering all some beautiful places across australia which we've wanted to do for a while and then i think one of the things in covid is it changed how business do, uh, works so mm. we did all of our coaching over uh, in in virtual format so while i'm traveling i've, I've got my little uh, satellite i can yep. pop that on the van and we can uh, still do there'll be plenty of appointments that i still do while i'm away so but just becoming more versatile and, yeah yeah and i kind of uh, i am a christian i've got a christian faith and you know and i i know that that i just want to be able to make sure that i i lived life well Mm. and feel at the end um god would say of me well done good and faithful servant so i i want to be able to yeah share with people really how to plan a life they want to live in but i also want to help them make sure that they get the best from their life well that kind of leads me into the final question that you always ask everyone at the end of your podcast um, that one day your life, um, <laughs> quite morbidly, may be reduced to one sentence on a tombstone. And what would you like that to say? You're right. I have asked a lot of people this. <laughs> and it's quite funny because they do then start this great spiel. And I'm thinking to myself, that's never going to fit. <laughs> it's got to come back down to one sentence. Keep it short and sweet. Yeah. And there is there's a verse in the Bible where he, say, where he says, he served the purposes of God in his life and then he died. Mm. And it's very, very, very simple. So I think if I could have that written, yeah. that I served the purpose God gave me in this life and then I just went home to be with him, yeah. I would be a very happy man. Well, I'm going to take note of that because it will probably be me organising that tombstone. <laughs> well, it could be. Hopefully not for many, many, many years. Yeah, and, I, and I, I, don't want, I don't want a tombstone. I don't want a plaque. There's a place that my wife and I spend a lot of time off up in the, up in the mid-north coast. It's called Bonnie Hills, and I absolutely love it up there. And there's, um, there's a reserve up there on the top of the hill at Bartlett's Beach, and, and I would just love a seat up there yeah and on the seat have written the plaque plan a life you want to live in that would make me a very happy man <laughs> love it <laughs> i'll make sure i get that organized <laughs> thank you very much for sharing all of that today i'm sure people will be very blessed and yeah super interested to hear your story and he's a great man so if you get the chance to hear this story in person and get to know him you'll be blessed indeed and thank you, Jasmine. It was interesting having the tables turned, and <laughs> and and I hope I haven't bored anyone. I hope uh, you can take some some principles away from here, and definitely, I'd love to be able to share with anyone that's had a, a thought prompted and they would like to explore that thought a little more. We'd love to uh, we'd love to yeah just help you get your life and into a place where you've got that harmony between that personal and professional life. Mm. You really start to love living life because if you do that, you only get one shot around this planet. Yeah. So you might as well make it the best shot you can. It's yeah. not a dress rehearsal. Mm. Uh, it's the real deal. Mm. And every year, you know, I just, you would have heard me say a hundred times, don't live the next year 20 times, live 
20 years. Mm. Really enjoy this life you have uh, uh, in front of you. Don't live life on repeat. Mm. So thank you, listeners. And I look forward to catching up with you next month where we're on the road now for a little while and I might find some very interesting people on the road to, to have an interview with, but we'll have something for you in April as well. Thank you.